Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> Presenting Fibber McGee and Molly in their first program of their ninth year for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat. Written by Don Quinn with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly regularly in your living room, realize that this program is also being heard by a great many of your boys out there in service, way over in Africa, in India, New Guinea, Guadalcanal. It reaches them by means of shortwave radio, and I can tell you it's a thrill to read the letters that come in from them occasionally. Like these few lines from one of our fighter pilots in the South Seas, written after a furious air battle, quote, for a time it was tough going, they never stopped coming. Then tonight, we turned on the radio and heard Fibber McGee and Molly. I wonder if you understand how much their humor meant to us. For a little while, we could forget. It was like a blessed interval of sanity in a siege of violent madness, unquote. And another boy wrote, it bridges the gap of thousands of miles, forming a link with our homeland, unquote. We on the show and the makers of Johnson's Wax are grateful for these letters. They raise an obligation that we do not take lightly. if you had an uncle who was a historical character, and he was going to be glorified on a radio program in exactly 11 and a half minutes. I bet you you'd be pretty excited, too. And that's why there's so much to do and hey, hey, and oh, boy, and whatnot around 79 Wistful Vista tonight as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. What time is it, Molly? What time is it? Oh, time? we have ten minutes yet, McGee. Sit down, calm yourself. Well, gee whiz. Heavenly days, it's only a radio program. Yeah, but gee whiz. It's going to be all about Uncle Sycamore who fought in the Indian Wars and got scalped and was a hero and knew Kit Carson and Buffalo Bill as well as I know you. Better, even. How could he know them better? Well, you're still a mystery to me. Oh. <laughs> How you can make our ration points come out even every month has got me baffled. <laughs> what time is it now? What time well, is it? It's still nine minutes before the program, and stop biting your nails. Well, gee whiz. Hadn't you better turn on the radio and let it warm up? I don't dare. 
I worked all day getting it fixed again, and I don't want to turn it on before I have to. What time is it now? Oh, what time calm it? yourself. Huh? Calm yourself. You're as jumpy as a 1912 movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did your Uncle Sycamore ever do that he was such a hero? What do you mean, what did he do? Why, he was one of the greatest characters ever knew in the Wild West. I ever tell you about the time he won 14 buffalo hides, a barrel of corn meal, and a mule from Kitty Carson in a wrestling match? <laughs> you mean Kit Carson. This was Kitty Carson, Kit's sister. <laughs> My uncle's sick. Hey, what time's it, Molly? We what have time? seven minutes yet before the program. Oh, gee whiz. Incidentally, McGee, uh, where is your uncle Sycamore now? Last I heard of him, he was trying to get into the Marines. The Marines? Yeah. Why, your uncle must be 90 years old by now. Yeah, that's why he picked the Marines. <laughs> he read someplace they were the oldest branch of the service. Oh. <laughs> hey, I guess I better I can turn on the radio now, Yes, huh? go ahead. Anything okay. to keep you from hopping around like a cricket on a hot sidewalk. Well, and I hope this radio will work. Huh? We can't use the car radio in emergencies anymore, you know. Why not? No car. Oh. <laughs> Let's see now. Station WBJK. That's 567 on the dial, isn't well, it? Well, it was before you fixed it. Heaven only knows where it is now. Well... Don't you know it's illegal to change the wavelength of a station without the government's permission? It is? Oh, my gosh. Don't tell anybody, then. I don't want to... Hey, it's almost time for the program. Listen. There. I think that new tube I put in is going to work swell. I didn't know you could buy a new radio tube. I took one out of the sunland. <laughs> it was just as good. This is station WBJK, the happy station. Oh. The following program was given earlier today and transcribed for presentation at this more convenient time because the man who runs the turntable at the studio found some worms in his victory garden and had to go fishing. <laughs> Stand by, please. Come on, Molly, over here by the radio. What for? I'm comfortable sitting right here. You heard him telling us to stand by, didn't you? Gee whiz. Presenting the winning of Wyoming, or the half-pint man in the ten-gallon hat, featuring that... Oh, now what's the matter? Oh, my gosh. Hey, get your hand off the floor lamp, Molly. The radio don't work when anybody's touching any metal in the room. Oh, dear. Give me a screwdriver or something. I'll fix it. Must be a wire loose. Give me a hairpin. Oh, give me a match. Give me anything. I'll see if... Oh, McGee, there's somebody at the door. Well, tell them we don't want any. Tell them we're not home. Tell them we lost our coupons and starved to death. Uh, I got to get this thing fixed quickly. Now, let me see. Oh, dear. Come in. Oh, Abigail Luffington. Hello, darling. How do you do, my dear? I'm Mr. McGee. Oh, hi, Uppy. Excuse me, but the radio just went Republican on me, and I got to get it fixed quick. Uh, uh, Republican? <laughs> he means it can't decide whether it's going to run again or not. Yeah. <laughs> on your mind, Abigail, dear? Well, I read in the Whistler Vista Gazette, my dear, that there was going to be a radio program tonight about Mr. McGee's Uncle Sycamore McGee. I just wanted to tell you to listen. Oh, how could we hear anything anyway with people ringing our doorbell all night long? Why? I never saw it fail. You tried to hear something special on the radio and what happened? Everything. That's what happened. McGee, mind your manners. Oh, He's a little excited about his Uncle Sycamore on the radio, Abigail. Oh, then you knew about the program tonight. Oh, indeed we did. We've been waiting all day to hear it. Look, will you two chatter faces pipe down a minute? You got me as nervous as a twitch. <laughs> Just about had this thing working. All about... right, McGee. Look, Abigail, won't you sit down here and listen to the program with us? Oh, no, thank you, my dear. It's a Wild West sort of thing, I believe, and I simply can't stand all the shooting. My, my first husband was shot, you know. Oh, really? Yes, practically all the time. <laughs> What's the matter? Well, Abigail was just saying that she couldn't listen with us, dearie. Shooting makes her too nervous. Oh, it does, eh? Oh, well, I... Hey, I got it. I believe. Listen. Huh? And as the dying rays of the sun pave the trail with gold, 
These hardy pioneers looked about for a place to make camp for the evening. They had traveled 20 miles from Fort Dodge, and as the peaceful campfires... Wait a minute. I can't stand it. Let me out of here. My nerves. Oh, my gosh. There goes the radio again. Up, he slammed the door too hard. Give me another hairpin, quick. All right. McGee, where did you get that horse pistol? In the desk drawer. I had to get that old horse out of here some way, didn't I? I was just shooting blanks anyway. fixed again. How much of the program have we lost? Only three or four minutes, McGee. Uh-huh. But even that is disheartening. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wish the radio had never been invented. Huh? And then when I think how we both like to eat regularly, I'm glad it was. <laughs> sure changed people's way of living. Was a time when everybody used to gather around the piano and sing the old songs. Now they gather around the radio and sneer at the new ones. <laughs> oh, here we are. On and on into the beckoning west rumbled the covered wagons. On and on into the promised land of golden grain and grains of gold marched the hardy Argonauts. What's an Argonaut? Search me, lady. I just read what they give me. Oh. <laughs> Suddenly the wagon train is halted. Indians, a shot is heard. In the distance and riding like the very wind over a nearby hill comes the intrepid scout and Indian fighter, Sycamore McGee. Oh, Quick, Molly. Give me a stick of chewing gun. Give me another hairpin. Quick, Julia. Fix it quick, McGee. It's just getting exciting. I will. All it takes is just a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Come in, come in. Oh, for the love of my Hi there, kids. Say, there's a radio program on you ought to be listening to. Yes, yes, we know, Mr. Oldtimer. We know. We've been listening. Ain't listening now, daughter. What'd you shut it off for? Oh, kind of, we didn't shut it off. The radio has gone haywire. Haywire. Oh, haywire. <laughs> hey, be quiet, will you? How can I hear what I'm trying to do? What's the matter with it, daughter? Oh, McGee's been tinkering with it all afternoon, Mr. Oldtimer. He thinks he's a regular Marconi with cheese. <laughs> is Bessie home yet? Yeah, she is, daughter. She... I got her. I got her. You got Bessie? Why, you little home wrecker? No, no. <laughs> he means he got the radio fixed. Yeah, listen. The wagon train was 
was saved. Ah. Due to the heroic... Well, glad you got it fixed, Johnny. No, you'd want to hear it on account of your uncle was mentioned in it. Why? Oh, don't mind me, daughter. I kind of like these Western programs. On the surrounding hills, he died as a result of the Oh, hey, you cried down with my notes. Go right ahead, Johnny. Go right ahead. Hey, Dora, you were asking me about Bessie, and I started to catch up. Bessie's home now. I wish you were. Oh, okay, I guess I can take a hint without being kicked in the face. If that's the way you feel, I'll come all the way over here and tell you about the radio program. McGee slammed the door to Hardy threw the radio off again. That doddering old walnut puss. I'd like to tear his head off and throw it in his face. Give me another hairpin, quick. Here, take them all. I'll run up and put on a shower cap. <laughs> what happened on the program, McGee? I didn't hear a word of it. Well, me either, but I'll have it fixed again in a jiffy. It's only that it just... Takes... Oh, for heaven's sake. Keep working, dearie. I'll get it. <laughs> 79 Whistle Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Good evening. This is a radio survey. Is your radio turned on? I don't know, dearie. Hold the wire. McGee's the radio turned on? It's turned on all right, but nothing comes out. Thanks. Huh? I said thanks. For what? Never mind. Huh? Hush! Hello, radio survey. Yes, our radio's turned on. Thank you. Will you please answer these two questions? What is your name, and what is your favorite radio program? My name is Mrs. Fever McGee, and... Thank you. Never mind the other questions. <laughs> Who was it? A radio survey. Wanted to know if we were... Uh, what is this, a convention? We ought to put a newspaper and cigar stand in here. Right. Come in. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Wilcox. Hello, Molly. Hello, Fibber. I want you now, to... Now, look here, Junior. We've been trying to hear a radio program all evening, and I've had about all the interruptions I can take. I know exactly what you want to say, and we've all heard it many times. And we can forego it this once, so what do you say you point your well-pressed pants toward the great outdoors... Hey, and... will you keep quiet? Huh? Why, Mr. Wilcox, what is this? This is a very important thing, Molly. First, let me introduce Miss Claudette Colbert. Oh. Miss Colbert, Mrs. McGee, and Mr. McGee. Oh, how do you do, I'm sure. How do you do? Oh, hi, sis. Now, look, I don't want to be rude, but I'm... Hey, will you be quiet a minute, Fibber? Go ahead, Miss Colbert. We'll let you get back to your radio program in just a moment, Mr. McGee, but I would like to give you a message first. You go right ahead, dearie. Now be quiet, McGee. Oh, okay. What is it, sis? Mr. McGee, you're an American citizen and probably pretty proud of it. You and I and all of us are proud to belong to a country which was founded on liberty and grew to greatness within the four walls of the four freedoms. But freedom does not come free. Freedom must be paid for in blood and tears and courage and sacrifice. Our government has started its second war loan drive. It must raise $13 billion in the next three weeks. That means an average of $100 apiece for every man, woman, and child in America. It means we must all buy war bonds now and keep buying them up to and beyond what we all thought was our capacity. We're not giving up anything when we buy war bonds. We're keeping something. We're keeping faith with the men in our armed forces. And we're keeping alive our faith in the cause for which we're fighting. I think we can make 13 billion a very unlucky number for the Axis, don't you? Uh, I, I sure do, sis. Thank you, and good night. Come on, Mr. Wilcox. Isn't she a pretty thing, McGee? Yeah, say, I, I've seen her around someplace. <laughs> Is she that new kid that works at Kramer's drugstore? <laughs> McGee, 
McGee, that was Claudette Colbert, the movie star. I thought I'd seen her face around somewhere. What? Claudette Colbert? Sure. Oh, my gosh, and here I was. Oh, gee whiz, call her back. Hey, Wilcox, Wilcox, hey, Junior. You see, that's what you get for never listening to introductions, McGee. Well, gee whiz, if Wilcox hadn't mumbled his words, I'm a... Hey, the radio, we're missing the program. Now, listen, don't get so jittery, McGee. We haven't missed but a minute or two. Hey, I got it again, I think. Listen. Sycamore McGee with a bullet in his chest. Oh, heavenly days, they got Uncle Sycamore. Why, they couldn't have. He had eight kids after that. <laughs> there was sadness around the campfires that night. Sycamore McGee, the great scout and daring leader, was dying. Oh, sure. The bells in the ancient churchyard of the settlement were softly tolling. Hmm. Lousy sound effect. Sounds like our doorbell. It is our doorbell. Huh? It is? Oh, hey, the radio is off again. The doorbell must have short-socketed. Or short-socketed. Short-socketed. Oh, shucks. Short-circuited. That's what I said. Oh, dear, come in. Hi, mister. Hi, Miss McGee. Oh, it's you. Yes. Hey, mister, can I please listen to Win Up In with Uncle Win on your radio? Hmm, can I please? Hmm, mister, can I? Hmm? No, you can't, sis. I'm sorry. Our radio's not working right now, little girl, and anyway, we're trying to hear a program ourselves. Yeah, so run along, sis. Hey, where's the glue, Molly? Oh, never mind. I got some scotch tape. Go on, sis. Now, don't bother me. I got trouble. Well, gee, mister, I gotta listen to when I send with Uncle Wim on account of I sent him a dandy question, and if he uses it, he's gonna send me an encyclopedium, and if I get one, I'll let you ride on it. Let me ride on what? My encyclopedium when I get it. Look, little girl, an encyclopedia is a book. Yeah, you're thinking of a velocitude. <laughs> Velocipede, McGee. Go on. Velocipede is a bug with a hundred legs. No, that's a centipede, I betcha. Centipede my clavicle. Centipede means temperature. Fahrenheit and centipede. <laughs> That's centigrade. Well, then what's the velocity? Yeah, I don't know, mister. Well, what do you want to win something if you don't even know what it is? That's ridiculous. Now beat it, sis. We're trying to hear a program. We're not bothering you, McGee. Go ahead and fix the radio. What was the question you sent in, little girl? Well, it was a poodle, Miss McGee. A what? A poodle. You know, that's a riddle you can't get through your noodle. Oh. <laughs> it was, why was Gone with the Wind so popular? Oh, all right. Well, why was it? Tell us and scram. Because... Gone with the Wind was Southern, and Southern is a movie actress, and actresses make up, and you can't make up unless you're mad at somebody, and somebody's anybody, and that includes you, and you is a letter, and a letter needs a stamp, and a stamp is red, and so is the Red Cross, and the Red Cross has a lot of ladies, and the ladies are all knitting Afghans, and boy, that's some yarn, and so is Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Sing everybody every payday. Give a great big lusty cheer. Buy your victory rat traps here. Give a dime or a dollar, make the axes holler and the rat will disappear. Everybody every payday buy up on the USA way. That's the job, it's up to you and me. Put your baker, banker, scholar, take a dime from every dollar. Everyone pitch in for victory. Everybody, every payday, every farmer, every heyday, send your dollars into Uncle Sam. Ten percent, that's 
one can pay for a home in the USA. In this corner, Uncle Sam, 130 million strong. If we all pitch in to help him win, brother, we can't go wrong. Everybody, every payday, buy a bond, the USA way. That's the job it's up to you and me. Butcher, tailor, lawyer, whaler, riveter, baker, template maker, welder, teacher, doctor, scholar, take a dime from every dollar. Everyone pitch in for Victoria. Or maybe you'll find a If you don't get that radio fixed again pretty quick, McGee, it won't be any use. The program will be over. I know, I know. I'm working as fast as I can. Now, let me see. The peanut tube goes on the left of the static illuminator. Ah, oh, here we are, Mike. Holding into the saddle, Sycamore McGee rode again. I thought he was dying. Yeah. Uncle Sycamore always was an easy bruise but a quick heel. As the thunder of his hoofs died away in the distance... A sinister bronze face, beady-eyed and cruel, peered through a thicket at the pioneer children playing poker for arrowheads among the wagons. <laughs> then, as a cloud obscured the sun, a faint sound was heard. Those kids aren't playing poker, they're playing knock-rummy. <laughs> that was a knock-rummy on our door. Huh? <laughs> and the radio's off again, too. Oh, well, if this isn't the dog, why can't people leave us alone? That radio won't No, you're on. trying to fix it now till whoever it is leaves, McGee. That's Come that's in. Buenas noches, senora. Hello, mister. Oh, it's Rosita. Hi. Hello, Rosita. We haven't got much time to talk now, dearie. We're trying to catch a program. And I do mean catch. It bounces. <laughs> oh, that is all right, Mrs. McGee. I just want to leave you two tickets to the fiesta, the, um, oh, you know, the celebrate tomorrow night at the Whistle Vista. Auditorium? Oh, si, senor. <laughs> oh, you took the word right out of my mouth. But it's okay. I was through with it. <laughs> celebration for, Rosita? Tomorrow is Pan-American Day, senora. Oh. It is to celebrate how North America is good neighbors with South America. And to tell everybody that if we stick together, nobody's going to get stuck. <laughs> Our company, Johnson Wax, uh, does a lot of business with South America, mm -hmm. sis. Most of their raw material comes from down there. Yeah. Oh, that is fine. I think if North Americans were knowing South Americans good, and South Americans are knowing North Americans good, yeah. there will not be any North or South Americans. No? No. There will just be Americans. Oh, mm. wouldn't that be wonderful? What part of South America are you from, dearie? Who, who me? Oh, I'm from Peoria. You know that. <laughs> mean you. I meant Rosita. Oh. oh, I started out to be a baby in Mexico. <laughs> but I have traveled all over the countries in Latin America. And every place I go, I like it better than someplace else. Well, that's great. And thanks for the tickets, Rosita. We'll go to the celebration. And you know what? No. What? 
Well, the way you've traveled around and all, it's nice to know we can look at you and see a real Pan-American. Oh, muchas gracias, señor. And it is nice for me to look at you and see a real American pan. Adios, amigo. <laughs> Riding, riding, riding into the purple... Listen, McGee, the door slammed, knocked the radio on again. It was the tense moment as Sycamore McGee, the last of the great plainsmen, thundered into the Indian encampment. One lone white man against a horde of hostile savages. Oh, boy, watch yourself, Sick. Be quiet. Then a piercing sound sliced through the stillness. Stops every time the doorbell rings or door slams or anybody touches the floor lamp or the wind blows from the east. Well, be all right if people would leave us alone. Give me another hairpin. All right, here. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Hi, Wimp. Excuse me while I work on this doggone radio. Oh, I hope you get it fixed, Mr. McGee. There's a program on about your uncle. Sycamore McGee, and I came over to tell you... Yes, yes, we know, Mr. Wimple. We've been trying to listen to it. Were you listening to it yourself? Oh, no, Mrs. McGee. I don't like to be near the radio at this time of the evening. The bedtime stories are always on, and Sweetie Face likes to curl up in my lap and listen to them. Curl up in your lap? I thought she weighed about 180. 185, Mr. McGee. (laughs) But she's still just a little girl at heart. Oh, is she really? Yes. (laughs) You should see her take me by one hand and one foot and use me for a skipping rope. (laughs) Mr. Wimple, I think your wife is a pretty cruel woman. Please, Mrs. McGee. You are speaking of the woman I... I... Love? Well, (laughs) that's a pretty strong term, Mr. McGee. Let's say that I admire her. And I really do. She has some wonderful qualities, she says. You know, one of these days you're going to get fed up with all that mistreatment, Mr. Wimple, and I shudder to think what will happen then. I got even with her yesterday, Mrs. McGee. I had about all I could stand. So when Sweetie Face was sitting out in the backyard, I sneaked in the house and got my big jackknife. Oh. Yes? And I held it behind my back and tippy-toed out in the yard. Yes, yes. And then I sat down close to Sweetie Face. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And you know what I did? <laughs> I beat her four games of mumbly pegs. Oh, dear, I'm glad you didn't... Hey, I got the radio going again. Listen. And that concludes the saga of the winning of Wyoming. Oh. But as a special surprise for our listeners... We have in the studio with us the hero of these great exploits, that hardy old plainsman and Indian fighter himself, Sycamore McGee. Heavenly days, McGee. They've got Uncle Sycamore himself down there. Quiet. We're going to ask Uncle Sycamore, as we call him, to say a few words to the radio audience. I think, Mr. McGee, if you move this floor lamp a little closer to the... No, no. Don't touch the floor lamp, Mr. Molly, out of my way, Wimp. I gotta hear this. I think I can fix it quick. Well, I, I'm I really awfully sorry, folks. I didn't
with your kitchen linoleum, you probably gave very serious consideration to its colors. As a matter of fact, those bright linoleum colors are important in making your kitchen a pleasant room to work in, and you do spend a good many hours there. So it pays to keep those colors fresh and bright, keep the linoleum from getting that faded-out, gloomy look. Yes, the same Johnson self-polishing glow coat that protects your linoleum surfaces, makes them wear so much longer, also protects the colors, keeps them bright and new-looking for many years. And don't forget that one of the main advantages of Johnson's Glow Coat is that it needs no rubbing or buffing. Saves you many hours of work. That's why on the label it reads, Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat. Ladies and gentlemen, this starts our ninth year on the air for Johnson's Wax. You've been swell, and everyone connected with this show wants to thank you again for your loyalty to us and our sponsors' products. We may not be so sophisticated, but we're glad you like our polish. Good night. Good night, all. The characters of the old-timer and Wallace Wimple heard on this program were played by Bill Thompson. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program has reached you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.